Joining us on the show today, we have Larry Weatherford. He's a Veterans Business Development Officer with the U.S. Small Business Administration out of Oklahoma City. Larry, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me today. Glad to have you on the show and kind of give us an update on what's happening uh, with uh, the Small Business Administration and how uh, our businesses uh, in the region and across the state really can take advantage of uh, many of the opportunities you have for them. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what you do as a veterans business development officer. Well, uh, my primary position is working with veterans who are starting or growing their small business. And uh, along with that, I'm also the public affairs uh, specialist, and I assist with uh, getting word out to uh, people like your listeners about what opportunities are available through uh, the U.S. Small Business Administration. And since you're the Veterans Business Development Officer, uh, you may not uh, be aware of this, but uh, there's a a number of Grady County veterans organizations that are putting together a Veterans Council uh, here locally, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to reach out to you if if you can be of assistance to them. Oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. We work a lot with veterans organizations. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, I spent a lot of time going out – different job fairs and other events to uh, kind of spread the word about starting your own small business. So let's uh, let's focus on the veterans, first of all, and uh, uh, what do they need to do? Uh, obviously, reach out to you, but then what services can you provide for them? So we have a lot of advantages for our veteran-owned small businesses, and, and part of that is because the statistics show that veteran-owned small businesses typically are are more successful than non-veteran-owned small businesses. And a lot of reasons for that, uh, the resiliency that uh, our veterans develop uh, from their military service, kind of a can-do attitude. And so so we're eager to get uh, veterans into small businesses. Uh, we offer two-day courses for veterans called Boots to Business that kind of does a soup-to-nuts overview of what you need to write a business plan and get your business started. And then if you graduate from that course, you can go to some online courses to further your knowledge and further develop your business plan. So that, that's one thing. And then we have a Veterans Express uh, guaranteed loan that we do, and uh, it's for veterans and spouses of uh, active duty and spouses of veterans uh, and, uh, and also widows. Uh, that uh, is a uh, special loan uh, for veterans that uh, does not charge any guarantee fees. So it's a little bit cheaper than uh, uh, than your normal loan. And the biggest thing that uh, advantage to a veteran is if they are interested in getting into government contracting. Because uh, being a, a veteran-owned small business or a service-disabled veteran-owned small business is a huge advantage uh, when uh, trying to secure federal contracts. And we're not talking necessarily about, uh, you know, big corporate, uh, you know, companies. We want uh, some small mom and pop uh, folks that maybe just want to run a local retail store or something uh, to, to reach out, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're all about starting small, small businesses. Uh, and uh, our small businesses grow to be pretty big. I mean, uh, uh, companies with up to 500 employees still count as a small business. And, uh and we've got plenty of examples of companies that have started out uh, mom and pop or from the home garage or that sort of thing and, uh, and grow into really large enterprises. Can you talk about some of those that uh, you're familiar with? 
Well, you know, uh, HSI Sensing is a uh, small business that uh, was one of our family-owned businesses of the year several years ago, and uh, and they've grown and uh, they continue to add employees uh, here in Oklahoma. And I got to tell you, you know, we love to see companies come into Oklahoma, but there is nothing better than having a company that uh, is born and raised right here in Oklahoma, because those are the kind of companies that are going to stick around for the long haul. They're the kind of companies that sponsor ads in the football programs and and participate in the Main Street parades and do that sort of stuff uh, every year and, and, uh, you know, sponsor the light show and things like that. That's why we love uh, local small businesses. So we're finally getting out of the pandemic. So it's been a kind of a sluggish two years for uh, businesses across the board, especially small businesses, I'm assuming. So, uh, how do you think Oklahoma businesses uh, came out of that? So the pandemic was tough. Uh, there's no beating around the bush in regards to how difficult the pandemic was for us. Uh, you know, I took call after call uh, from concerned small business owners uh, seeking assistance. And, uh, and to a large extent, I believe that the Small Business Administration uh, stepped up to the plate uh, with with the bills that Congress passed that allowed us to uh, to assist those businesses, and that included the Paycheck Protection Program, which uh, uh, paid people salaries. Uh, just last week, I was uh, meeting with a brewery owner in Oklahoma City, who uh, who said, "I don't know if we would have gone out of business, but I can tell you that the SBA's help made me sleep better at night." And uh, but it was close, and so he used the Paycheck Protection Program to keep all his employees uh, employed during when they closed down, and uh, uh, and when their sales fell precipitously. And uh, by doing that, he didn't lose any of his skilled employees. So we had that. We had the shuttered venue operator grant for movie theaters and and other uh, types of entertainment venues. Uh, that provided grants uh, to help get them back on their feet. Uh, an example of that is in Carnegie, Oklahoma, where the uh, the movie theater there uh, shut down for the first time in over 100 years as a result of the pandemic and was able to use the uh, shuttered venue operator grant uh, to stay in operation. And it reopened. I was, I was proud to be at the reopening and get one of their Famous show dogs. And, uh, I was going to say there, there is a standing, there is a long line uh, waiting for those show dogs. From what I understand, I thought everybody was going to the movie, and I was like, <laughs> this is "Amazing!" And uh, it wasn't. It, then the movie started, and the line didn't disappear. And uh, uh, and so, yeah, I was there, and and uh, and had one of those show dogs. And I got to tell you. Uh, that's a small business that I'm glad and I'm proud that Oklahoma still has as a, as a result of uh, of our assistance. And I'm glad to have worked with the owner there who's uh, been involved with that theater since he was uh, a young person. And uh, and so that was one another uh, thing that we did. And then uh, the final one was the uh, restaurant revitalization uh, funds. And uh, they went to uh, restaurants, which were hugely hurt uh, mm-hmm. by this. And uh, and so I, uh, that has helped many of them uh, recover and uh, and be able to continue on. Uh, again, uh, you know, our focus has been on, on trying to get those uh, businesses to uh, uh, 
be able to persevere through the pandemic and come out, uh, if not at the same place that they were, uh, at least in business. And we saw a number of businesses that did, unfortunately, uh, close. Uh, We saw some businesses where the owners were preparing to retire at some point and just kind of, you know, move that along. And uh, uh, But I I am pleased to say that I think Oklahoma is bouncing back well. Our unemployment rate is... Uh, historically low, and uh, uh, so now the biggest problem I have is businesses trying to find employees. That is a big challenge, and I know there's been job fairs uh, uh, throughout the region, and uh, sometimes it's just a, a lack of training for some individuals who might want to find another job. Yeah, and, and it's always been difficult uh uh, for small businesses to find good quality employees, and and that's just gotten a little bit worse. And, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can step up and uh, and provide those employees for them. So, what do you think some issues are other than finding quality employees? Some other issues that small businesses are facing as we try to get back to quote unquote normal. Well, I tell you, one thing is that we learned some things from the pandemic, and. Um, there were some lessons that came out of that uh, that I think are important going forward for really for both families and and businesses. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm an old Boy Scout, and our motto is "Be prepared." And what we found is businesses that were prepared going in uh, did a lot better. Um, we had these various programs that I mentioned earlier, that uh, such as the Paycheck Protection Program. And uh, in order to qualify for those programs, uh, you needed to be able to show evidence of what you'd been paying your employees, what your revenues were, and things like that. And uh, going forward, I, I think some businesses learned some hard lessons of, you know, you got to keep your, uh, your records together and be ready. Because uh, those businesses that, that were prepared, that had their profit and loss statements and their taxes handy, uh, uh, were able to take advantage of those programs sooner, uh, while other businesses were kind of scrambling to uh, to find uh, uh, the the documents they needed. Uh, I also think uh, going forward, the agility is really important for our small businesses. Uh, your business may make the most of its money. Uh, say, a restaurant may make money from dine-in eating. Uh, there's a uh, a restaurant uh, near where I live uh, in Oklahoma City uh, that uh, quickly transitioned from dine-in eating to delivery and takeout. And uh, and they actually thrived because so many people were working at home, uh, and, uh, and they marketed it well and pointed out that you could still get a good meal to take home, and, uh, and they actually were doing pretty well. And so agility is important, being able to uh, uh, think outside the box a little bit, to use that old cliche, and and, uh, get your business uh, where the customers are instead of trying to wait for the businesses or the customers to come back to your business. Yeah, a lot of of businesses have done that and, you know, found found some new customers and providing a service. And, you know, sometimes people just don't, don't want to go out at night. You know, they've been working all day. They don't want to go out, but uh, they can order from their favorite restaurant for the most part and uh, have them bring it to them. And 
And one more point I want to make that I think may be the most important thing of all, and this is something that the advantage of a, of a local small business can have, is uh, the customer bond. Uh, if the customer cares whether you're still there, uh, that's going to make a big difference in your survival. And uh, nobody could have predicted this, but a lot of folks uh, went out of their way to make sure that the, that a business where uh, small businesses that they had uh, been going to for years and years, or they knew the, the owners, or they knew the, their kids went to school with the kids of the owners, and that sort of thing, they made sure that those businesses were all right. And you can't overestimate the importance of developing that relationship with your customers. Let's talk about uh, some lending that's available through your organization and how small businesses uh, uh, can qualify for that and maybe some things that they need to have ready when they, when they give you guys a call. Sure. Uh, one of the things that we're pretty much well-known for at the SBA is our guaranteed loans. We don't make the loans directly, but we guarantee them up to 90%, which obviously makes financial institutions more likely to make the loans. And uh, our loans are pretty much available for anything, uh, uh, except for a few prohibited uh, business classes that uh, uh, you could guess at. Uh, but uh, so for operating expenses of a startup, uh, equipment purchases, uh, kind of soup to nuts, everything that you might uh, need to get your business rolling or to grow your business. And, uh, and most businesses uh, need uh, some financial assistance. Uh, not everyone has a rich uncle. Uh, uh, I'm glad if you do, but uh, that's not my experience. And, uh, and so you may need a loan. And, uh, again, uh, in order to get an SBA guaranteed loan, we don't make the loans, but you go to your local financial institution, bank, credit union, certified development company, and uh, and you apply there. You're going to need to have a business plan, and the business plan needs to demonstrate how you're going to make that money, especially to be able to make the payments on the loan. And uh, if you're a startup, they're going to look at your personal credit score. That's one of the things that I get a lot from people is they're surprised that, uh, you know, their personal credit uh, plays a role. But without a history of a business, that, that is very important. And then we also do guaranteed loans for businesses that are already in existence that are looking to expand or, or maybe have a big client where they're going to need to ramp up uh, production or uh, their staff a little bit. And uh, we do that. We do lines of credit. It's always a good idea to have a, a line of credit. Uh, if, uh, if you do run into a capital crunch, uh, you can lean on that and, uh, uh, and use that to uh, to be able to meet the needs of your customers. I saw a program recently, uh, you know, uh, the Building America and some of the the companies, the the really successful companies uh, we've seen these days in their startups back in the in the fifties and sixties. Subway was one of them, and uh, there was uh, the competition between Subway and Blimpies. I don't know if you saw that or not, but it was uh, interesting the two different strategies those uh, business owners implemented to become, you know, big huge corporate businesses. Exactly, and we we love our uh, our small businesses that stay small, and for a lot of businesses, that's right where they want to be. But uh, but there are some big success stories that have come out of SBA loans. Uh, uh, FedEx had an SBA loan. Uh, Eskimo Joe's in Stillwater had a 
an SBA loan when they converted from primarily a, a bar to a much larger enterprise. Uh, Nike had an SBA loan. So those are just a few examples of, of our small companies that have gotten big. Uh, what about any grants that uh, might be available? So this is a question I get so often, and uh, there are a lot of late-night commercials that kind of promise grants here and there. Uh, there are no grants to start your small business. Uh, and uh, uh, there are various grants floating around for, for different things, but I've never found one that just to start your small business, or I probably would have taken advantage of it. And uh, I would encourage anybody that's looking for grants, there's a website from the U.S. government called grants.gov, and, uh, and you can look at all the grants available across the government That'd be interesting. Uh, but as far as I've ever seen, uh, the, there are no grants to start your small business. In fact, the shuttered venue operator grants that we did during the pandemic uh, uh, forced me to change my tune a little bit because I had said before then I'd never seen a grant. Uh, but for that one year, there were grants available to keep your business in, uh, operating. But in general, uh, no one's going to give you money to start your business. Uh, there would be a huge run on that. Uh the way to start your business is write a good business plan and uh, and grow your business. Well, let's talk about, is there a general uh, estimate of what kind of capital a person or a couple might need to, to start a small business? That's a great question. And really, uh, in most cases, for a business loan of any kind, whether it's SBA guaranteed or otherwise, the lender is going to be looking for you to have a little bit of skin in the game. And what we mean by that is they're going to want to see that you're putting some money in as well as they are. And, and the, the fundamental reason for that is uh, if you have uh, uh, some money at risk, you're less likely to uh, just walk away from it. And, uh, and so uh, borrowers can expect anywhere from 10 to 20 percent uh, of the loan uh, to be on them. And, uh, uh, so once you get to that, um, uh, if you have uh, if you have that available, and sometimes you can put equipment up as, as part of that, or other things that your business would need. Uh, but that's really what you need to be looking at building. So if, if you building up that savings, uh, if you if you think it's going to take a hundred thousand dollars to launch your business, you're going to be needing to have ten or twenty thousand dollars to put into it. That said. I spend a lot of time counseling uh, small business owners and, uh, about what we call bootstrapping, which is growing organically, using what you have, borrowing and renting and, and, and sharing equipment with other business owners. And doing the, there are a lot of opportunities to grow your business that way. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of businesses start in garages and uh, with the tools that people have and uh, and maybe, uh, you know, if you're a bricklayer, maybe you have to go rent scaffolding for a while until you can until you can buy your own or you trade off with somebody else. You have a cement mixer, they have scaffolding, and you swap out as, as needed. Uh, there are a lot of ways to get around it. And we'll work with people to make sure that they know what's expected. And that's, the, that's one of the great values of what we do at SBA. So kind of in a roundabout way, we've been talking about uh... – some of the counseling services you provide, not just for startups, but also for uh, maybe businesses that have been open for a while. That's right. We work uh, in a consulting uh, capacity through our resource partners and through our SBA staff. 
uh, around the state to make sure that people can get the information they need. One of the one of the first things I'd advise your listeners is is not to spend any money uh, without checking uh, with us first on uh, on counseling. If uh, a lot of times, if you uh, do a Google search or web search on something, the first four or five uh, responses that'll come up will be offers to to help you do what you're trying to do for a, for an amount of money. And that doesn't matter if you're uh, trying to replace uh, the plumbing in your house or or start a small business. And uh, I would encourage people to look at our uh, resources that are available at no cost to them. Uh, you can't beat that. Uh, uh, and uh, we have a lot of opportunities for folks. Uh, we have uh, SBA-funded resource partners throughout the state and uh, they include, uh, we have the Small Business Development Centers located throughout the state, and uh, uh, people can uh, look at those uh, on the Internet, make an appointment. Uh, the Small Business Development Centers will provide you know, all sorts of resources for them, and uh, including, uh, uh, you know, business plan help, help getting prepared to go get a loan, and, and all of that. Uh, the small business uh, development centers are OKSBDC.org. That's OKSBDC.org. Uh, we also have our SCORE mentors. They have offices in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Uh, and uh, they are retired business executives, in some cases uh, current business executives, that provide mentorship and help with things like business plans and other things. And uh, that can be reached at SCORE.org, S-C-O-R-E. And then we have uh, our women's business centers. Uh, we have two primary providers uh, in the state. Uh, one is headquartered in Durant with offices in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. And, uh, and then a brand new one that just opened on, uh, in the Greenwood District in Tulsa, uh, with the uh, Greenwood Chamber of Commerce, and so it's brand new for for anybody that's in the Tulsa area. The women's business centers obviously are primarily focused on uh, assisting uh, women in entrepreneurship. I guess if it's any advice you can give someone that's starting a a business is to uh, slow but steady growth. I mean, uh, you want want the big growth uh, soon, I'm sure, but uh, slow and steady is, is kind of the pace you want to do. And hopefully, it, you know, it'll grow into something you, you never expected. Well, I mean, I think ideally you would grow organically like that. However, I warn people, you don't want to be in a position where you have to pass up an opportunity because you're not able to accommodate it. Uh, we have a, uh, a firm in Blackwell, Oklahoma, that was in government contracting or trying to get into government contracting. And their first government contract required them to be able to uh, fund a $100,000 uh, postage purchase. So they had to mail out newsletters uh, all over the world for the Navy. And uh, so they had to have $100,000 to buy postage. And, yeah, they'd get paid back, but there was going to be some lag. Luckily, they had a line of credit with their local SBA lender, and we're able to, uh, to borrow that money for probably less than a month until they got paid. Uh, but you wouldn't want that to hold you back. So 
having a line of credit or getting a loan isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, if I'm opening a brewery, there's really no way to, to do it organically. You're going to have to have the equipment to, to produce a certain amount uh, at your opening. And so, uh, so it kind of depends on the business, but yeah, if you're, uh, if you are, uh, doing uh, cabinet making or something like that, you can start in the shop behind your house or, or you're doing something where you can, uh, work out of your pickup truck. Uh, you know, that's a good way to start. And then as the profits come in, you expand and grow. I got a good friend of mine that started out, uh, with small engine repair, like in his garage. And uh, now, and he's been at it for years, and he's grown to a place where uh, he never thought he, he ever would be. And it's just amazing to look back to see uh, see the growth that he's had over the years. Exactly, and we have numerous stories like that. Of uh, so often, uh, the best small businesses are when you're doing something you really love to. Uh, you have an aptitude for something. Uh, you might start out doing it for yourself. Then you do it for a few friends, and then it just grows and grows. Your reputation spreads, and people are, are coming to you uh, for assistance. And uh, and before you know it, uh, you've gone from being a, a one-man show or one-person show to having employees and all that stuff. And, and again, we can help with our resource partners well, we work hard to help businesses scale upward. Uh, sometimes uh, growth can be the hardest thing because uh, in your example, um, you know, I'm guessing this person was a whiz at fixing uh, engines. And uh, at some point, you've got to turn it over to somebody else because you've got too much to handle yourself. And how do you manage that growth and how do you hire and, and deal with all the intricacies of that? A lot of us are really good at what we like to do but maybe not so good at uh, at the business side. We can help you with that. Uh, I'm not any good with numbers, so I know that uh, if I need help with the profit and loss statement, I can go to one of our resource partners and get them to set up a template for me and tell me where to put the numbers in and uh, how to check it. And, uh, and so I just want people to understand, you're not alone. We can help you. We've got... Uh, locations throughout Oklahoma of our resource partners that are ready and willing to step up and help you with that. So let's talk about, uh, we just uh, turned over the calendar to the spring months and we've already seen some bits of severe weather and how can uh, you help uh, those during times of uh, natural disasters? Well, unfortunately, one of the things that SBA is also known for is our assistance in, in natural disasters, along with FEMA, uh, FEMA handles kind of the, the uh, initial hit on uh, uh, of a natural disaster, and then we come in and provide uh, uh, loans for people who lost their homes or lost their businesses. And uh, but the primary thing to be thinking about all the time, and you never know what the disaster is going to look like here in Oklahoma. If I had told you five years ago, what's the most common disaster? What's the biggest risk for your business? I'd uh, probably be talking about tornadoes and then uh, maybe, you know, other uh, wildfires, natural disasters. And then we have this pandemic, which is a disaster of a whole different uh, nature. Uh, but the best thing you could do is kind of think about your business. Uh, step away from it for, for a second and look at it. Okay, what what do I need to have to make this business work if my if my building's not there? 
Uh, my internet's cut off. So many businesses now are, are internet based. Uh, you know, what's your backup? Uh, what's, uh, what about cybersecurity? Do you have, uh, you know, we know that's been in the news lately that we all need to be more careful about our, uh, our internet, our cyber, uh, any possible cyber attacks that might occur from overseas. And, uh, and that's something we all need to be concerned about. But step back and say, how does my business run? Uh, where could I relocate to? If you're located next to a river that floods, you know, where can you uh, have your employees show up at? And, uh, and again, we, uh, everybody should have a contingency plan in place. It would be nice if it was written, but, uh, uh, but at least have a contingency plan of thinking about, okay, where, could I, where else could I get Internet? Where else could I put my employees? Uh, how could I continue to meet my obligations uh, in the event of a disaster? Larry, we've had a great program today, uh, and if folks would like to reach out to you or the uh, Small Business Administration Office in Oklahoma City, how might they do that? So we're available on the web at sba.gov, important uh, remember it's .gov, and uh, also our Oklahoma City office, which covers the entire state, is at area code 405-609-8000, and we'll look forward to helping you with any needs you might have with your small business. Larry, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll have you on the program again down the line. Thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Thank you. Larry Weatherford, Public Affairs Specialist and the Veterans Business Development Officer with the U.S. Small Business Administration Office out of Oklahoma City.